fuck, 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 fuckity fuck, 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 fuck. And with that, welcome back to the fishbowl. If you're listening for the silly, zany, wacky, occasionally funny Bob, even sometimes on purpose funny Bob, I'm not disappointing you on purpose. I swear it. Every night I tell myself to relax, have fun, be myself. The, the, the same mantra I've had for 15 years now. Relax, have fun, be yourself. Always be genuine, even when you're being genuinely sarcastic. And I'm not abandoning those principles now or ever. But the only way we can go tonight, and I mean the only way, is to keep things so simple that even a person in the midst of a mental health crisis can do it. Seriously, so simple that even a person in the midst of a mental health crisis can pull this thing off. More on that in a moment, but first... What's happening on Wednesday is the biggest news story of the year. Perhaps the most important thing that's happened in American politics this year. Although, oddly, it doesn't seem like a big a deal as it should because of the inevitability of it. Like, we're on the train, like, we're on the blue line. And we can see right there on the map that, that impeachment is, is, is three stops down the track. We, we can see it coming. So there is some inevitability there. But for only the third time in history, for only the third time in history of this grand republic, this ultimate experiment of rule by the people, for the people, and of the people, the House of Representatives will impeach the President of the United States. Just take a moment and pause on that and think about how big a deal this really is. Regardless of what happens in the Senate, the impeachment of the President of the United States of America is a huge fucking deal. And today, in typical Donald J. Trump form, it was too much for Twitter, so he sent off a just, what the fuck, six-page letter to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. I thought about doing nothing tonight but reading the letter, but then that's even too absurd for me. I implore you to go read it if you're fascinated by the twisted rantings of a delusional narcissist that's full of projection, revisionist history, the obligatory ludicrous accusations, half-truths, non-truths, and of course the pathologically absurd lies. If you're into a six-page letter from the President of the United States of America that's full of that, then yes, fi find the letter next time you get a moment. Pull that thing up, and it is, uh, yeah, perhaps the twisted rantings of a delusional narcissist is the best way to describe the 45th president of the United States. Now back to the mental health for a moment. 
My sincere apologies for no show yesterday. You got to realize how bad a shape I've got to be in for not doing a show that I've promised you. And I laid it out crystal clear in the show about a show's vacation that we were supposed to be back yesterday, but we weren't. Why? Because unfortunately, and I was doing so well too, I was feeling good. Best friend Patrick came to visit from, from, from Tempe. My kid's sister was here for the holidays, for Thanksgiving and stuff. I was doing my walks. I was doing YouTube yoga with Adrian. I was busy in a brand new notebook. Everything was good. And then inexplicably, I just fell off a cliff. Just, just an emotional, metaphorical cliff with no rhyme, no reason. The chemicals in my brain stopped functioning as they should, and it was... I don't know if it was as bad as it gets, but it was certainly bad. Like for days and days and days on end, I was just happy to make it to sundown. That was an accomplishment. Today was a huge accomplishment because I I showered, I made my bed, and I cut my fingernails, which is always the sign for me, after going through this like a hundred times in my life at least, that's always the sign that I'm starting to come out of it is when I'm finally able to, to cut my fingernails and start to reorganize my life a little bit. I made it to the psychiatrist today. Last week I had to cancel. I, I couldn't even bring myself to, to get myself together and drive down to the psychiatrist, a person who's, who, who's there to help. I, I was in that type of dire straits. But today at the psychiatrist, and I've been to lots of psychiatrists through the years, I saw something that I've never seen before in a psychiatrist's office. And I've had one doctor offer me a hug, offer me a hug, which is way outside professional boundaries at the end of a thing, at the end of a session. It's very awkward. I chose to accept the hug, but during the process, I thought it was just weird. That was like last year. But today I told her this story. And she started tearing up. I told her the story about me not being 100% sure that I'm currently alive. That going back four years ago, thereabouts, uh, before my official divorce, and I told this story a long time ago. This, this is the cliff notes. But I, um, I was in an extremely dark place. I mean, anyone who's been through something like that, is it when there's kids involved, it, it, it's, it's just awful. It's, it's just awful. And I had decided in my twisted mind that it would, it would be in everybody's best interest, especially their best financial interest, if I was to somehow perish before the divorce proceedings became final. And no matter how hard I tried to work up the courage, I, I, just, I, I just couldn't. I, I, just, I, I just couldn't off myself in that way. And so this, this uh, Rost Agath Budmito 
got down on his hands and knees and prayed as hard as I've ever prayed for anything in my life so sincerely and genuinely and earnestly with, 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 with humbleness, just asking God, please, 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 I can't do it. Take me out. Take me out. I can't do it. If I'm not supposed to be on this earth, take me out. I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Take me out was the prayer. Fast forward three days later. I had become so ill and I thought it was just depression like I was feeling this last week with the impending stress of, of, of court proceedings in, in, in civil court. But my mother disagreed and she made me go to urgent care. I was at urgent care for all of about three minutes as soon as I got to the triage, and then they had to call an ambulance because my heart was failing and my blood oxygen level was decreasing very, very fast to the point that if my mom didn't make me go to the urgent care, and there's a very real world where she may not have, I certainly wouldn't have gone by myself. Doctors say that night I would have died in my sleep because my blood oxygen level was so low. That's a trip to think about. So I get to the hospital, and magically I had this horrible pneumonia infection that had spread to my heart and was, and was causing the heart failure. I was in the ICU fading in and out for, for, for a week, Finally, they stabilized the patient. I was able to go upstairs into a regular hospital room for three days. And then out of nowhere, seemingly, my heart started taking a turn for the south again. And all of a sudden, there's all these doctors and nurses in the room, and, and they're all frantic and going crazy. And so, suddenly, they're, they're rapidly wheeling me back downstairs to the ICU, over to the elevator and downstairs and, and doing the whole thing. And it, it was very urgent. And all I could think to myself in that moment was, oh, fuck. Here we go. I've always been curious about, like all of us, always been curious about what's on the other side. And I was about to find out. And in a weird way, I had kind of made my peace with that. In just the, oh, fuck, here we go. I wasn't panicking, but it was very, very real. But here's the thing. Apparently, I was back down in the ICU for, for three days. I have no memory of that whatsoever. All I remember is sometime after three days, being back up in a hospital room because once again, they stabilized the patient. Even the x-ray techs, when they were doing x-rays of my lungs and seeing them so full, they told me after the fact that they were quite surprised that I lived. It was about as bad as they'd ever seen. But the thing is, ever since then, and so many things have gone awry 
well, I don't think this is the truth, I can't, in good conscience, 100% rule out the possibility that I, that, I, that, I, that I did not die that day. And this is some kind of hell, this is some kind of punishment. I don't think that's true. But can I 100% rule out that you're not listening to a dead person? No, I can't. So as I told this story, my psychiatrist started tearing up. And then, and then I commented on that, and, 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 and I apologized. And she asked, well, how did that feel, me being here in the moment with you? And I told her it, it made me feel bad. I, I never want to make anyone cry. I, I want to be a source of, of light and joy in those around me. I, I never want to bring anyone down. And honestly, I have so much empathy for people that are suffering. A lot of times I feel like I want to absorb it for them. Like sometimes I already suffer in such a unique way. Just put the pain on me. Because I've proven that I can handle it no matter how bad it gets undefeated, always come out the other side. But the hard thing about mental illness is just when you think you're doing better, it'll come along and just hit you in the back of the head like a baseball bat and just and knock you down a few pegs and remind you that you still have some serious, serious work to do. Or some serious, serious acceptance to do that this is my reality and live with this the rest of my life. Well, sorry, Fishby. Yeah, that, that was quite a tangent. You're right. That was, uh, that was quite a tangent. Are there, uh, are there any questions over there, Fishby? My main man, Fish Biscuit, Fish Bola, Fish Kembe, Matumbol. Are there questions? There's a few. All right, we'll, 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 we'll do a few. We'll keep it, uh, again, are we keeping it simple tonight? All right, I'm, I'm doing better, but I, I'm not all the way back yet, so keep that in mind. Uh, question one from Fish B. What's your favorite thing about babies? Oh, I love babies. I don't know anyone that loves babies more than me. You, you know how some people, you're with them, and they're, they're like obsessed with dogs, and every dog they see, they got to touch, they got to greet. They gotta... I'm the same way with babies. Every time I see a baby, I get excited, and I ask people if I can have their baby, and everyone tells me no, and I don't understand why. I'm like, I'm an excellent father. Can I please have your baby? But babies, when you think about it, and I encourage you to do so. I think the thing that's great about babies, maybe their best quality, is when you think about it, babies are a lot like little humans. Do you know what your New Year's resolutions are going to be? 
New Year's resolutions. Yes, we're getting to that time of year. I, I mean, next year is going to be 2020. And because of the 2020 vernacular associated with, with, with eye vision, I really hope that this is the year individually and collectively as a group, we see ourselves, the earth, the universe more clearly than we ever have. That's my hope for everyone. I know that's not a resolution. My, my resolutions? Uh, I yearn to get to a place where I am 100% at peace with the universe and myself. I don't think I've died. But I can get to a place where I can truly practice the concept of selfless love. Meaning that my love for the world is, is, is unconditional. That I am there for you to give love, and I am so content, I don't need anything in return. It doesn't need to be a two-way street because I have made my peace with the universe. I want to practice selfless love in 2020. I'd also like to avoid hospitalization, and if I can do that, I think I can get debt-free. Uh, YouTube Yoga with Adrian and uh, podcast sponsorship. Is that too many things? Okay, I love YouTube Yoga with Adrian. Hopefully tomorrow I feel up to doing it again. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, we, we get it. We get it. It's, it's obvious it's you. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Is it cool to name your genitalia? Um, no, it's, it's weird. So, some people do have pet names for their, uh, for their genitalia, and that, that, that's odd. Uh, in junior high, I had a I had a girl named my genitalia. I believe I believe it was 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 Herman, and that's <laughs> I, <laughs> I know as it's fucking weird, right? No, it's it's not. No, fish me to answer your question is no. It's not cool. As global media ombudsman, what's up with the Irishman's Golden Globe nominations? Seriously. The Golden Globes are, are voted on by the Hollywood Foreign Press, and I'm just assuming that the Hollywood Foreign Press was out drinking and didn't have time to actually sit down and watch The Irishman before they voted for The Irishman. It's the worst movie ever, yet it's nominated for Best Supporting Actor Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, the Best Drama Motion Picture, like, like what? The Best Drama? This is one of the... nominated for a Razzie. This is three hours and 20-something minutes of complete garbage. Best screenplay? This movie doesn't have a screenplay. There is no tangible story. There, there is nothing. Best screenplay? And best director? I can't explain it. I mean... I can't imagine that they're, they're gonna... But maybe they will. J just on reputation alone. The Irishman wins some awards. But we'll see what happens when, when the Oscar nominations come out, the Academy Awards. Is Wednesday a college basketball holiday in Spokangelis? You know, Spokangelis, we, if, you, if you're not from here, we've actually dubbed ourselves and trademarked Hooptown USA. Hooptown USA. We got a lot of ballers in Spokangelis. Plus, 
every single summer, we have world's largest three-on-three basketball tournament by a mile. They shut down all the streets downtown. It's called Hoop Fest. Like, like it's, it's, it's an event. And then you have Gonzaga basketball here in Spokangeles, the number two ranked team in the nation. And tomorrow, old school blue blood North Carolina comes to town, 6 p.m. ESPN2. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's watch parties all over the place. It, it, it's the hottest ticket in town by far. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a college basketball holiday in Spokangeles. We'll, we'll try to get the show done before 6 tomorrow. Do you approve of Madonna's new boyfriend? Oh, I love Madonna. Always have, always will. In fact, potentially the peak of of, of female attractiveness is like mid-80s Madonna. Like, Like desperately seeking Susan Madonna might be the pinnacle of sexiness. Um, but she's 61 now, and her boyfriend is 25, and I think that's fine. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. I don't care, plus it's Madonna. Uh, the guy's name is Ala Malik Williams, I believe. Is, is it Ala Malik, or do I have that wrong? Mr. Williams is his name. Uh, he dreams of changing the world through art or something, and yeah, he, he's a 25-year-old dancer. And if, between you and me, If you're looking for a sexual partner, pick a dancer. You know, their genitalia game is tight, you know? Excellent body control. You would think that uh, some pretty amazing lovemaking. Especially those couples were like both of them, like on Dancing with the Stars, like like one of the Tchaikovsky brothers, like married another professional dancer. Like, I just... (sighs) Anyway... Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Jesus Christ, Fish B! How will we know when you sell out? <laughs> how, how will you know? Well, I'm not going to sell out. No way, no how. I mean, this is a podcast. I mean, I get to, I get to hang out with, with, with the folks, with my, with my friends every single night and essentially get to talk about exactly what I want to. This is my Goldilocks medium, like, like, like professionally. Um, although I miss having a team around to collaborate, uh, this is artistically very fulfilling. Uh, although selling out, you would know I sell out like, it would be very easy for me because I follow politics so closely to completely reverse many of my democratic or, or more liberal stances and, and, and just hit right-wing Republican talking points over and over and over again, and I, I, I could walk into 500 radio stations in America and get a job. But there's very few places for talk that doesn't, that doesn't tow the company line when it comes to President Trump's cult of personality. So that, that would be a sign if my politics magically shift to a way that uh, much easier to monetize, I suppose. Or, or if I use this gift of gab to become some kind of uh, a religious zealot. That, all, that, that also uh, would, would, would be a sign. But, but ne- neither, neither of those things are, are going to happen. Last question, thank goodness, as always, comes from Isaiah the Tiny Player, our nine-year-old executive producer, 
who I'm going to see very soon, get on a plane the uh, bright and early January 1st, 2020, starting the new year right. Fly to Chicago, then to Orlando. Uh, Isaiah writes, how many cells are in the human body? How, how many cells? Um, I will let you know in just a second how many cells in the 37.6 trillion. That, that, that's a giant number. I don't know what that means, um, but it, it seems like a lot. So I don't know how they arrived at that number, 37.6 trillion. Because it seems the number of cells in the human body uh, depends almost exclusively on the size of the human body. Like, the bigger the body, the more cells, right? I don't know how they got to 37.6 trillion, but whatever. Ordinarily now comes, a, uh, comes the artist formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, the paddle ball of fire. Now we simply call it the finale. Um, again, we're trying to keep things uh, uh, very simple. Um, so here's a couple items. Uh, one, uh, my, uh, my parents went to go see the film Knives Out today, the murder mystery Knives Out, and, and the reviews have been really good, uh, but pleased to report that uh, very difficult critics in my mother and father uh, agreed that Knives Out was a fantastic film. I've also heard that, uh, uh, was it Jojo Rabbit? Uh, is, is just a wonderful script, too. I, one of those two movies I'll, I'll go see by myself soon, if, there's, if they're still out. And, of course, Friday we have a Skywalker. Um, oh, I want to thank, thank Silicon Valley. The series finale happened when we were gone. Uh, uh, congrats to, to, to Mike Judge, uh, the entire cast, everyone that's had some role in the creative endeavor that is HBO Silicon Valley. Uh, one of one of the best uh, situational comedies of all time, and and just characters that were so beautifully written and and funny and smart and quick and topical and just and just right, just consistently right. And when you're in an artistic endeavor where where so many people are involved. By, by the time you get, you know, from key grip to director to editor to, to the writers to the actors, there's so many ways a project like that can go wrong. But it never did. Silicon Valley, world-class entertainment. Uh, I, I miss you already. I miss those characters. Um, oh, a big thank you to you. I, I had no idea about this. But while I was on break, I, I got an email from Spotify, which was called my uh, my Spotify uh, annual podcast or rap or something W R A P, but but it, it gave it gave me these stats and I've I've never even looked at this. Do you know how many followers we have on Spotify? I had no I had no fucking clue. If you would have made me guess, I would have said I I don't know a hundred. I don't I don't know how how many followers. I mean, because those, those aren't just people that listen. I mean, those follow. 483. Thank you for, for, for this little underground dog and pony show that's, the, that's not really promoted. I mean, I have, I have no friends on Instagram or, or Twitter. I don't, I don't have any place to promote it. So that's just, that's just word of mouth and, and, and luck. And I was really surprised when I saw that number. So thank you for that. And, and lastly, 
speaking of uh, speaking of movies, obviously the, the Tom Hanks Mr. Rogers movie is out, and I happen to have this book here uh, that I was given as a Christmas gift a couple years ago by my my lovely grandmother, uh, "The World According to Mr. Rogers: Important Things to Remember." By Fred Rogers, and, and, and every page is just a different quote, different encouragement. Let's randomly open up the book. There's, uh, how many pages total are in here? Eh, a little under 200, 180-something. Well, I, page 124, Fred Rogers writes, To me, what makes someone successful is managing a healthy combination of wishing and doing. Wishing doesn't make anything happen, but it certainly can be the start of some important happenings. I hope you'll feel good enough about yourself, your yesterdays, and your today that you'll continue to wish and dream all you can, and that you'll do all you can to help the best of your wishes come true. I'm proud of you for all the wishing and doing that has helped you get to this point in your lives, and I hope you are too. Man. Fucking Mr. Rogers, right, Fishby? Okay, so, so that's the show for tonight. To make up for no show last night, I will do a show on Christmas Day. All right? We will do a show on Christmas just to, just, just to make it... So I, I apologize. I, I just... Physically, mentally, emotionally, I, I could not do it. So uh, that's a wrap for tonight. Uh, until manana, remember somebody loves you and that someone is me. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You're the best. Bob's Fishbowl back tomorrow. Adios, amigo. <laughs>